Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today we're going to see a movie I'm quite excited to see, actually. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. Stop, colon, wait, mm-hmm. Honor Among Thieves. Great. It's got a subtitle. Very long title. Do you know why? No. Because there's already a Dungeons and Dragons movie, Kathy, from 2000. Do you remember seeing that? I don't think I've seen it. It was bad. <laughs> Jeremy Irons was in it. I knew there had I remember been one, but I've not seen it. I remember distinctly seeing it in Cork's finest um, uh, Grand Parade Theatre, the Capitol, mm-hmm. the Capitol Cinema. It was terrible. It was dreadful. It was one of the wor- honestly one of the worst films I've ever seen. And I was sixteen, <laughs> still had enough sort of sense <laughs> no, of taste and quality to know. But um, you're very excited for this movie, aren't you? Well, I am because I um, I've always had a, a, a soft spot for uh, fantasy, sci-fi, nerdy things, board games. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons was always something that kind of eluded me as a nerdy teenager and except for this bad movie um, just because I didn't have the opportunity to play it so it was always on my bucket list uh, because I didn't have uh, I didn't I just didn't have nerdy enough friends (laughs) I didn't know where these American Stranger Things people were hanging out where you Mm -hmm. could sit in someone's basement and roll dice it always looked very exciting to me but I finally like a lot of people uh, did it in the pandemic because we were all losing our minds <laughs> and it seemed like a thing you could do and by extension um, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons in the pandemic that's true because because I'm a nice wife because I just basically was trapped <laughs> in, a, in a house with Cathy and her sister and I said guys <laughs> we're doing you're this you're like this is my moment um, anyway we, I really enjoyed it in the pandemic when we played it but like haven't played it since but you've kind of kept it up I've been playing a lot of yeah. uh, as they say tabletop role playing games I think it's a fantastic um, hobby, I love it. I think two um, things have happened to make this movie be commissioned. Go. Pandemic. Yes. And Stranger Things. Two things you've just mentioned. Yes. Like Dungeons and Dragons is massive again. It was always, it's always been big and it's always been around, but there's it's a third really thing. in the zeitgeist. Yeah, Stranger Things really put it, um, put it into sort of popular culture. Um, but also the other one was, was uh, Critical Role, um, which is a a, a, a very good uh, live action Dungeons and Dragons game that's been going for years and streams on Twitch and is the biggest show on Twitch um, in terms of viewership and it's and it's very very good and so that's that made it sort of very that's a kind of a gateway drug Accessible, yeah. to uh, Dungeons and Dragons but yeah I'm, I'm I've got a lot of uh, time for I've read all the, the the books and the manuals in the past couple of years so I'm kind of steeped in the world I'm <laughs> kind of excited and this tra- and the trailers for this look good Chris Pine's in it uh, Michelle Rodriguez Not caught a trailer But I do like those two um, Well here's Here's the thing Not under my radar This movie But I'm happy to see it Here's the thing I think you'll be Most excited for The directors of this Movie Are the uh, Directors of A really I think Underrated comedy From a few years ago Called Game Night Oh my gosh do you Remember that With Rachel McAdams And Jason Night. Bateman Very movie. funny film Go check that out Okay um, So I think I think this has Potential Um as a sort of a fun comedy actiony romp, which is what the trailer seemed to be pitching it as. So okay, well I hope so, but I'm w- keeping my expectations low, and I look forward. <laughs> Mine are the sky there. high, yeah. so one of us needs to be cool-headed <laughs> going into this film. All right. All right, we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing, and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. The Red Wizards created an army of the undead. Sounds lovely. Quite the opposite. I know, I was being ironic. I find irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. 
You're not a lot of fun, are you? How are we gonna pull this off? We're gonna need a team. You need cool Follow me to the orifice. Back to school the orifice? I'll go last. Right, we're back. We've seen Dungeons and Dragons. We've rolled the dice, <laughs> as they say. Do you like that? Um, yeah. If it's your first time here at the cinema, this is the bit where we don't spoil the movie. We're going to tell you whether you should see it or not. Um, and then later, we will spoil the movie mm-hmm. at the appropriate time, which is at Spoiler Street, of mm-hmm. course. With a warning. Yes, you will be warned. But for now, Cathy, what did you think of that movie? I had such a fun time. And I found it both fun and funny. Actually, really funny. Um, probably the most I've laughed in ages at cinema. We had an absolute... So fun. La- we were laughing out loud. And like we so were funny. talking about the last movie we watched, which was uh, last week, Murder Mystery 2, which is kind of nominally a comedy. But like, This is much funnier. This is a full-on comedy. Yeah. I, that, that genre, right, they would call it a comedy. And then it happens to be in a fantasy world. Actually, wouldn't lead with fantasy, probably, as a genre. Um, and because pa- fantasy to me evokes something quite po-face usually and I say that as a big lover of fantasy um, like it's my favourite book genre probably but um, it, it tends to be po-face yeah, when it's on screen your nerd credentials often get overshadowed by mine <laughs> Cathy like soaks up Raymond E. Feist and what was a uh, uh, Terry well, good kind or what was the oh, too many pug and all those you love all that stuff anyway but they're often very serious and uh, this is really funny so I was like, if you're looking for a comedy watch this don't watch Murder Mystery some of our listeners had messaged saying that they had found Murder Mystery to be like a really good family film which I totally get but this would completely eclipse that yeah like I, if well, you kids over the age of like 9, 10 yeah, 9, 10, 11, 12 film. although yeah. I gotta say it's a, it's a 12A so it is suitable age range but there, there are some you, intense moments in this it, I, I thought particularly one or two jump, jump scares, scares yeah, one there's or two a few scary bits a few curses but Chris Pine is always utterly charming and that continues in this film he's an absolutely brilliant comedic actress actor I love Michelle Rodriguez and uh, yes. she's not often in a starring role which I would say she's here it's definitely like their co-stars I don't know that I've ever seen her. Don't see much of her these that, that years. Prominently. Yeah, I haven't seen her in years. Well, she's, she's in Fast and the Furious. Oh, the Fast and oh, But there's God, like a yeah. thousand people. Which we saw a trailer of. Look, it looks and, so bad. And the word family was spoken a record number of times <laughs> for a two-minute trailer. Uh, I but couldn't believe it. She's brilliant in this. Um, the rest of the cast is really great. And uh, I've, do you know what it is as well? And like, I've obviously played like one Dungeons & Dragons campaign, as they say with you. And like what it is is always just like people creating stories in different scenarios and constant obstacles and stuff. Fair play to this film, it was a constant things to overcome, constant obstacles, but never in a way where I was as a viewer like, oh, come on, just get to the end. I never felt like that, even though it's a long enough film. Um, And like my primary emotion leaving it was just like, I feel happy, I'm really glad I watched it. And it was like, I wasn't expecting it to be bad or anything, but it was way better than I was expecting. But the fact that you said they directed Game Night, that kind of explains the comedy level being that good and that funny. So Dave, what did you think about it? I loved it. You have a massive smile on your face. I really had a blast. If anyone's wondering what Dave looks like, he's beaming. I honestly thought it was just an absolute hoot. Uh, It was great fun. I kind of enjoyed all the characters. I cared about them. I was invested in the plot. Um, That's good, yeah. Hugh Grant, we forgot to say he's Hugh Grant, everyone is just having a good time here. Yeah, the Duke from Bridgerton season one. Oh, he, well, he stole the show, which I did not see coming at all. He's such a funny actor, which you would not know from watching uh, Bridgerton. 
Um, and also, so I didn't get any of the name places, any of the references. Was that all ticking away for you nicely? Yeah, I mean, kind of lorry that's the thing. I think, working? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's working in that if they say the names of things I've heard of. So, I mean, like, that's not necessarily that satisfying. But it's certainly if you're a, and I'm, and, you know, I'm relatively new to the whole D&D thing. Um, and oh, it, sorry, you call it D&D, do you? That's what we say in the, in the industry, right, in the biz, okay, yeah. uh, oh, you know. Um, but so the, one of the sexiest things about you, really, <laughs> since you took up D&D. But I certainly... When you, when you read the manual, <laughs> I read them in bed. I'm like, Cathy's like embarrassed by me sitting reading a monster manual. But certainly there was a lot of the monsters from the monster manual showed oh, up cool. in this. Oh, the um, creatures were class. I yeah. really enjoyed the creatures. And the music was really good. Yeah, that's Lorne Balfe. Absolutely a fantastic composer. He did uh, his Dark Materials, um, amongst other things. Right, yeah, it was very good Really music, good composer, anyway. yeah. There's one particular punchy piece. There was one particular sequence as a character who can turn into lots of different animals, and that it was like an escape oh, sequence of a- We'll talk about it in Spoiler Street, but that, so cool. that was a highlight. That was absolutely a highlight for me as so, well. So the Chris thing, Pine, though, he's so lovable, isn't he? he? He is really committed to this, and he is very charming and very good. Um, I'll say... The, we've spoken about the comedy slam dunk comedy directors you'd expect as much good comedy directors but, and but I don't expect as, you said, as much because most comedies aren't funny well this is the thing it's funnier than most comedies it's not even that pitched as, as a, a big comedy but I will also say what I appreciate about this film is that it also works as a sort of a fantasy world mm-hmm. as a heist movie you know yeah. it's Honor Among Thieves it's very much a heist movie all the machinations of the the sort of heist stuff I thought were fantastic. They yeah. use the um, the they use the magic spells very effectively and the magic items they mm-hmm. they and work them into the plot. And it reminded me when we played and I kept trying to magic things and you're like, no, you need to like roll the dice and like you can't just make magic work all the time. They, exactly, they really there's a lot of joke, in jokes about yeah. that. Like you know, you can't just solve everything with magic. It's not that easy. There are Do you remember when we so we, the game we used to play was me, Dave, my mom, and two of my sisters on Zoom. And it was really fun. And remember you, Dave, had this whole like plan, I guess, which is what the Chris Pine character is, of like these things we needed to hit. But then we'd have to like roll the dice and play. And then remember we went on a shopping montage. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... <laughs> and you were just like waiting for us to finish the shopping montage so that we could play the game you wanted us to play. Well, I think that's what this movie captures really well. I mean, because a lot of people will be wondering how do you translate a, 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 a game? Um, so for people who don't know, it's just our world, and then you and the people playing it, you create all the plots. So yeah, there no is no, there is no board. There's no plot. Well, I mean, uh, there's a game master who is the person who's guiding the experience, and they kind of decide that what the world is, the plot elements. But the characters have should have autonomy and agency to do whatever they want. And I think this, this movie captures that so well because you have these four characters who are nominally the players in the game who are constantly reacting to the situation in front of them by improvising or just making up mad plans and that to me in the games I've played of Dungeons and Dragons is the fun of that game because you are just coming up with like well what if, what if we did this and it's like that doesn't work because you rolled the dice and you failed so we oh, we got to try something else and I thought they captured that beautifully that that feeling of improvisation um, and of fun and that's what the 2000 film was lacking it was just very po-faced and serious and into the lore and had no money or budget so it just looked shit and was a bore um, whereas this is this very much captures without and I think it, it does 
the fun and the the, the funniness. That's the other thing. The, the Dungeons and Dragons is just fun because it's a group of friends mm-hmm. or family hanging out and just making jokes and kind of undercutting the seriousness of it all. But um, the the a good Dungeons and Dragons game will sort of have a good enough story to keep you invested in the motive and the plots or why you're doing what. And I think this movie also does a good job of not making the stakes feel small or trivial and it had a good villain um it had good motivations for all the characters yeah. uh, so and i think i thought it was a slam payoff, dunk i loved Dave it and i are both softies for anyone who listens but like we're both crying at the end so yeah, it actually it'll... has a really good emotional arc some as well. of those beats are a little predictable and i've yeah, seen them before but they're but, effective i mean yeah. we were crying yeah sure so a lot of emotions Really, I don't want to oversell. It's not like a beautiful emotional thing, but cer- yeah, it's certainly, certainly, I would say, it, one it of hits the, those familiar notes effectively. It's hard when you like say, I love fantasy, reading it, right? But like as I said, it's not on screen that often, really, in any way, kind of well done. And um, it's often very kind of cheap TV shows from the nineties or something. But the when you do watch something like this, you just cannot but help compared to Lord of the Rings. And there's some of the landscape scenery in particularly because we watched Rings of Power last year and like covered it on our Patreon and watched it really intensely. The Some of the landscape scenes, I was like, pure CGI looks like dog shit after yeah. watching Lord of the Rings. And the world, one thing about it in terms of the budget, and I know it had a huge budget anyway, but... Um, what, the Rings of Power or this? At this. Yeah. I mean, Rings of Power, we know it had a huge budget, but this, like, obviously relatively to that was very cheap. But this... Um, the world felt very unpopulated so there was actually most often our characters weren't with anyone else it didn't have that feel of the Peter Jacksons where there's just you know half of New Zealand was employed as extras at one point or another yeah it definitely it, it can't help but be compared the other thing it was giving me was a bit of um, Goblet of Fire yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I know I got, I got a bit of that but I, here's here's what I'll say though I think um when you compare it to the Marvel films, there's there's a lot of CG stuff in this. Oh, I and was a lot comparing of it to a Quantumania. But, yeah, bit of exactly. It, think, and it looks so much better that. than that. They're actually there were moments where they they clearly are at a real place. They mm-hmm. shot in a woods. They shot next to a hill. You know, and that honestly just makes such a, it makes such a such difference. A yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Ant Man can't go to the quantum been. realm, but like, yeah, give but us something, give us something, something tactile. Like with the bit, the place they were with the Duke from Bridgerton could have been like Quantum Mania. Yeah. But it looked a thousand times better. And it was, sorry, and by Quantum Mania, I mean Ant Man, the most recent Marvel film for anyone who doesn't have Which we've it. just been shitting on ever since. <laughs> because honestly, that's, also, a, that's a franchise. If that was the. the the, the Goliath of of a current mainstream cinema entertainment and that's fantasy it as well. is it's in the same realm this is this is Marvel this is this better. is 20 times yeah. better than anything Marvel's putting and out also, these days Ant-Man was very unfunny for what it should be when Ant-Man's supposed to be like one yeah. of the biggest comedic characters of course this is like belly laugh like there wasn't that many people on their screen but no, everyone they was just laughing. nailed the comic timing yeah. there are yeah, let's get to spoilers let's yeah, talk let's about some of the funny stuff because we um, so spoilers now for uh Dungeons and Dragons. Um, all right, so I mean, look, the the, the real there's there, there's so many good scenes in this. The whole um, wakening the dead to speak to them for five seconds. So that's a spe- what I loved is all the spells that they reference are they're they're in the game and they even comment on the fact she says you know you know you can ask the dead five questions and then they go back. You know, and she says, oh, well, that seems quite arbitrary, which is, yeah, it's like, that's a very common thing with a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons spells. Well, why is it? It's just because somebody who it five questions? It <laughs> it's just like it has to have a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, so I was amazed he never asked his dead wife the five questions. I thought they were going to do that. Oh, no, they burned her body. Right, okay. Um, but um, 
I thought that was very funny. They wrung as much comedy as they could out of that. And it was funny from the off, the whole Jonathan scene that with the backstory, so the prison break. Yeah. And then the punchline, like, <laughs> we were, we've approved your privation. I know, I mean, so good. It's just packed with, like... So was Jonathan like, in on it or were they just assaulting him? No, they just knew he could fly. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just, which is another good guy. That was really funny. Honestly, and I thought... And when Hugh Grant did that again at the end, I was properly laughing. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, Hugh Grant is at his absolute best playing this kind of character now, isn't he? Yeah. He, like he kind of buffoonish posh villain he's yeah. so good at it now I th- I've seen a lot of uh, the press stuff with Hugh Grant Hugh Grant doesn't give shit about Dungeons Dragons had no idea what was going on about any of this but he still shows up and does the Hugh Grant thing exactly, and does it well yeah. so I'm like you go man he's you take your paycheck he's just doing Paddington and, 2 thing and like it works for him it's the career it he needs to have now. basically his Paddington 2 character yeah. um, but very enjoyable um but yes, the guy from Bridgerton, whose name I don't know. Do you know is that that actress name? My God, he stole the show is it from like me. Like Reg- Reggae Jean Page. No, I'm butchering oh, it. Oh, sorry. Anyway, sorry I don't know him. his name. The, um, but he's brilliant. He's the guy everyone wants to be the next Bond, and I think he'd be brilliant. Oh, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Really but he's um, yeah, he was he's like so funny, funny. But he skewers the the fantasy archetype of the the paladin noble character very effectively yeah. which but I think but he's also so he's a brilliant actor but it was just so well written and the stuff with him and Chris Pine was so funny when Chris Pine was yeah. like right next to him because <laughs> like, often with Chris Pine and it's not as fault again it's like how these characters are written that he plays he can often be a bit too quippy and a bit annoying yeah. and this film like perfectly balanced that I thought and I think it was a end, shame when he left um the screen but but he was also the joke was he was so accomplished at he everything. was too good for them he couldn't be there yeah, 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 yeah but I just like at the end when um, with Michelle Rodriguez and bringing her back to life because he cause well he I mean that, I saw that earlier. coming a mile he made well obviously Sorry, like, like the whole end I guess what was going on clearly what the villain was up to I do not understand how they yeah, did how did they not I get thought that. they had <laughs> known that and then at the end when they started <laughs> figuring out I was like wait I thought you knew but um when when he when 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 he had said to his daughter earlier, I know she's she's my wife, not your mother, because he had to acknowledge that she didn't remember her mother. Her mother died when she was a baby, and she was like, whatever. This other woman had actually raised her, and when he that had that sweet. moment, when yeah. he realized he was doing it for him, he did not it for, for his her. daughter. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was really emotional. But all the high stuff where they used the hither to the stick, which oh, is class. That was very clever. That I they thought, did that to like break into the vault. But all so that. But I love that they thought through the moment to moment, like how would you get? First of all. So so clever to put one of the portals in a picture but how would you get that picture into a carriage that's moving yeah. you'd have to stick it underneath then you've got to hammer out like the bottom of the carriage then someone has to go in pick the picture up pull it in like and, and I it's thought that was fantastic yeah, really and then I love just the simple challenges and roadblocks which they kept putting in in front of them like a good game master would which is like oh sorry you know you, you rolled a, a natural one so now the portrait is facing down yeah, on the ground fun. so I'm like that's and what, they're that's, like who would put a portrait <laughs> so but it's also like it's a load of guards guarding a prison they don't care like it just felt like luck was often against them which is again what a good game of um, Dungeons and Dragons should do and what about the I thought the witch character was actually oh, she was really scary. scary she yeah. did a great job I actor. think three times in this movie I actually kind of jumped and shouted which I wasn't expecting that moment where she like points at the, um, yeah, the, the one you referenced earlier that scene where um, the druid character is like shifting shape and it's like all one looks like one take but that's the moment where she points she like says silence you know there's a there's a there's someone else here and she points and, and it's, really it's almost scary. like she's pointing at the screen yeah it's almost really like scary. broke the fourth wall also I love that her disguise is only to dye her cape from red to black and no one understands what's up 
I know, yeah. They're like, oh, she's Full just a proof. bit of a kind of bit of a scary witch. She's wearing a hat. I also love the story of the young magician guy kind of coming into his own. Yeah, everyone kind of got their little arc, yeah. didn't they? Except, well, except the druid. I thought the druid didn't... was a little underserved. She had the coolest badass moments, but she didn't really get much of a plot or a story arc, really. Yeah, her story arc, I guess, is that she learns to trust humans a bit. But it's like, yeah, should it's they not, be trusted? There's not much to that. <laughs> Don't know that she's going to benefit much from no, that. But, but actually, she she's she a great no, actor. She, she was in no um, It and Sharp Objects. Do you remember? Yeah. I forget the actor's name. She's but really good. Yeah. I thought the cast were all yeah, cast really good. I'd watch another movie with all but of them. Honestly, oh, it's become my, my expectation for these sorts of big budget family friendly movies are just so low now because of the recent Marvel output. And I, and I shouldn't be lumping them together. And, um, but this is you the, can't help yourself and this is just like oh lads this is what you should be doing but this has the freshness that Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy had yeah. uh, 10 years ago when it came out that I same sort of I think this also has a lot of freshness in that unlike Marvel where they're you know potentially tethered certain storylines there's actually no firm plot to this you just have the settings and then you can write whatever you want yeah that's and the that problem a lot of Marvel is freedom. just so like tied down with yeah. its own lore now so this this does have that as well, but um, it's off, often at the end of these movies I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't be interested in watching those characters again. But I actually would watch this again. Yeah. Be just but for the fun. It's and a I big think, world. Like, you could I, do lots in, in it with often these with these kind of throwaway movies as well. I'd be like, oh, I'll never watch it again. But um, when our kids are older, I actually will watch. I was thinking the same. Them. I was I thinking think if really our like kids it. were ten or eleven, yeah, they'd get a kick yeah, out of this. Yeah, be really good. Yeah, yeah. So Dave, I'm happy for you. You look pleased. Oh, thanks. I had a great. It's a great night out at the cinema. Bit longer right. than what we'd usually recommend, two hours, fifteen minutes pushing. Ah, come it. on, that's fine. But I, it, for, a, it, for a fantasy um it carried action comedy. Two fifteen is totally appropriate. Yeah. It, it worked. It, yeah. it just about there was a moment where I was like, when is it ending? And then it started wrapping up. So uh, let us know what you thought. Email us on the at gmail.com or come over to at the cinemahile on Twitter, letterbox or Instagram, uh, or come over to patreon.com forward slash the cinemile where we watch retro movies this month we're watching a favourite comfort movie uh, yeah. voted for by our patrons and we're also of course the poll might be will we see what's winning the poll weekly will we do it live episodes. you guys are voting on which yeah. to watch uh, so Midnight Run is ahead of the vote at the moment uh, 29% with The Truman Show uh, closely following 25% or Legally, Legally Blonde Legally at 22 Man. oh yeah. so it's a three way yeah. race I Legally Blonde Midnight Run or The Truman Show I've never seen Midnight Run neither of you no um, uh, so looking forward to that but that's anyway, patreon.com forward slash the cinema yeah so monthly retro movie reviews weekly succession TV reviews and of course we're about to talk about Love is Blind season 4 our yeah, um, which current is obsession just, just brilliant <laughs> just so good okay anyway <laughs> bye. bye the bridge is protected by an ancient trap we must not trigger the mechanism I may have triggered the mechanism so Sorry. Wanna hold on to the-